having some vagina talk off air and we're bringing it to you. Turns out most people with vaginas have some kind of like psychological trauma caused by doctors associated with said vagina. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There was a big Q-tip from my childhood that will haunt me. Till the day I die. So. It's like it was like an inch long. Yeah, <laughs> but in my eight-year-old brain, it was like um, my a sword. doctor growing up went to my dad's church. My dad is a pastor. For those who may not know, and she was super religious too. So she told my sister and me to look, but never touch our vaginas. What? She's like, look to make sure everything's okay, but never touch. <laughs> So, was that medical malpractice? Um, Are we good? No, we're not good. (laughs) I'm like, what is, how do you, I don't know. God will punish you if you touch your own body. That's. God has already punished me. I'm making me live under capitalism. So, heads up, (laughs) we're all living in hell. (laughs) So, this is the Spooky Succubus cast for another week. I'm Abby. I'm Rebecca. And we're your friendly neighborhood, anti-racist, anti-capitalist, feminist horror movie podcast. This week, we're going in the way, way back machine. The way, 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 way back Italian machine. Va bene. (laughs) Too bad we didn't get to hear it in Italian. Uh, Yeah. So we're talking about Black Sunday, which is the uh, English language version. Originally, La Mascara del Demonio. Beautifully said. Yeah. I love it. Uh, which means the mask of Satan. Uh, the mask of Satan is a better title than well, I don't understand I, Black Sunday. Why couldn't they just translate it to what it is? Yeah. Maybe American audiences in the 60s wouldn't have seen a movie called The Mask of Satan. So That's true. Plus, it's very churchy. So I guess it's part of like the churchy thing. I but, guess. I don't yeah. see it. I don't know. It's a 1960 uh, gothic Italian horror movie that is often credited with sort of like kickstarting the golden age of Italian horror. I really loved it. Rebecca thought it was boring, which to be fair, it's kind of boring. Um, I didn't dislike it. I was just like, okay, uh huh. There's a lot of moaning. Like I don't know. It felt definitely I do see a, lot a lot of influences. Of a lot of moaning. So many influences. It I could like feel that it had even on disney movies like carriage riding scenes i was like this is a disney villain sleeping beauty i actually laughed out loud at that carriage riding scene (laughs) he's like on the with the whip oh my god it was see it was like funny it was it was cute it was i I describe it as goofy goofy. yeah yeah it's pretty goofy will i need to see it again i don't know it was okay uh it did take me like four different sittings to watch it because I got distracted. But then I was, like, happy every time I was watching it again. <laughs> but then you put the phone down and you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, what? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I I think we thought we wanted to go, like, way, way back. And, you know, we've only scratched the surface of Italian horror. Tragically, we can't watch this in its original Italian because apparently it doesn't exist on normal channels. So uh, we had to watch a pretty outrageous dub that was kind of, like, excruciating. Yeah, that also bothers me, like, the not matching up with the... But Italians love their dubs, so I don't know that they did, like, a... Like it may never have even English been released subtitles. here. Yeah. No. Uh, I The dub is, so as, you know, hardcore listeners know, I speak so much Italian. Fluent Italian. Fluent Italian. <laughs> but some, I am, like, 
I do know enough that sometimes I could tell, like, that their mouths were forming, like, what Italian word their mouths were forming. And I was like, I am a genius. Um, <laughs> so I You're wanted, a linguist. I'm it's a linguist, yeah. Impressive. Yeah. A linguist and a scholar. Uh, should we get into it? It's your turn. Oh, man. I also... Um, for listeners who know, just watch this movie as it happens. I either watch it three times or I watch it right often, right before we start recording. <laughs> yeah, so. I felt this one merited some research. Um, so actually, I did one full hour of research when I should have been on the clock at my regular job. So I think I, I think we're in good shape, you know. <laughs> so you picked up the slack for me, which all hey, often that's happens, that's so. what partners are for. <laughs> Shucks. All right. So, in the 17th century, we get a voiceover who doesn't come in again, ever again. No, this he comes in time. at the end. At the very end. Maybe I turned it off before he came <laughs> back on. Can you say what that he said? That might have happened. But, like, in the voiceover voice, it's like, In the, in the 17th century, <laughs> Satan was abroad and... Great was the wrath wrath of those with a thirst to human blood. Someone That's didn't right. write it down right. Someone did not write it down right. I didn't right. either. Right. I, wrote, I was like, Satan, blah, blah, blah. Stuff about Satan. Blah, Satan blah, blah. was abroad on da, the da, earth. Da. Vampires uh, roamed. Brothers accused brothers. Fathers accused sons. Did you write down the whole thing? No, I wrote I down pieces. <laughs> a lot of this was like, okay, people are talking about Satan. And then, okay, people are talking about being in love and bullshit i don't know yeah also this is clearly like obviously it's like based in some kind of like vampiric lore but you can sort of tell this is before like the folklore and like cultural identity around vampires was really established so it's like Mm -hmm. vampire witch zombie vampire demon demon satan (laughs) yeah Yeah. they're all the same in this but it's yeah it has sort of like a frankenstein feel too like it's influenced by that most of all i think i don't know there's like townsfolk chasing a witch with fire at the end so it feels very much like mary shelley yeah definitely looks like frankenstein's monster if you ask maybe me. you should read i'm not good at right re- these names oof my goodness okay in the city oh but before let's see before being put to death those accused of being a vampire slash witch slash demon were branded with a letter S for Satan and burned at the stake. <laughs> it was literally like, like a little curvy cursive S. So cute. Uh, <laughs> um, in the city of Moldavia, we see Asa, the daughter of the house Va- Vaj- Vida. Vida. Uh, she's been branded and accused by her brother Griabi. Yeah, right? yeah. She has to be too evil. Um, she has been too evil, all due to her love for another accused vampire, Vantuch. Van- Javutich. Javutich. Um, yeah, I also couldn't read this with the subtitles on because there were none. So I was like, "Who? What?" I'm in the Wikipedia. You like, didn't what's have this guy's subtitles? name? No, I I watch it on Tubi because I don't have Prime. So oh yeah, no, like I watched, and it they on didn't Prime. have any subtitles. No, I I wouldn't and be okay if I didn't have it. My subtitles. ADHD was like, what the fuck? Who's this guy? What's this? What's yeah. this young hot doctor's name? Anyway, the doctor with the perm. Oh, <laughs> so fluffy. Uh, <laughs> so Asa's in love with 
Javutic. Um, and Griabi orders that she wear the mask of Satan before being put to death. And it has it's a big spiked mask and it has to be nailed into her head. Um, before the mask is placed on her, she um, vows revenge on Griabi and all of his descendants and claims that she will live forever because of her love for Satan. Um, then comes in the bloody font title, which was pretty perfect, Mask of Satan. And then it, that's the only subtitle I got was... Uh, La Masquera del yeah. Demonio. I was like, okay, well, that's great. This is in English, so uh, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, and then we see the Mask of Satan um, up close. And then we get in the background as the titles play, there's hooded figures carrying the accused on stakes. Um, as they burn Asa and Javucic, uh, it begins to rain hard and the people flee after all the chaos. Javutic is buried in a non-sacred ground in a cemetery reserved for murderers, and Asa is buried in the family's tomb. Two centuries later, two annoying rich guys who turn out to be doctors are passing through on their way to Moscow for a conference. One, uh, one is Dr. Kruvichan, and the other is his assistant, Andre Gorobek. Yeah. Gorobek. Gorobek. Uh, the doctor wants to take a shortcut, but the coachman argues that it's full of holes. The doctor teases him and says that he's just afraid of the ghosts. Uh, the coachman says that, yeah, he is. Classist. Okay. Creepy. Yeah. yeah, super classist. But uh, the but Kruvichan pays him, and so the coachman relents. As they ride through the woods, the coachman I think is spooked. I'd like to note, I think the coachman does survive, so good we're good. for him. Yeah. Um, one of the wheels comes off as they're riding through. There's a strange whistling, and the two doctors go wandering for no reason at all. Kruvichan hacks his way into an old building, and they go down into the underground creepy tomb where Asa lays. We pan across all the tombs, and Kruvichan discusses the lost ancestry of the Vita royalty, and all that remains of them is in these ruins. They find Asa's coffin, and Kruvichan explains why she wears the mask of Satan to Andre. And then the coachman calls up that he's frightened and he needs them to return. <laughs> ah, please come back. And then um, so Andre goes up to check on him and Kruvichan says he wants to stay and look around a bit. When alone, Kruvichan is attacked by a bat. Um, and a in the struggle. Literal paper mache bat. It's, it's so like a huge, funny. they cover it. It's just like a black blob, like with yeah. like vein flapping. Um, it's pretty cute. Yeah. But uh so in the struggle, Kruvichan breaks the glass that's over Asa's coffin. Uh, he finds a little triptych inside, removes it, and removes Asa's mask of Satan. Also, what, like, which, don't why? touch, don't yeah. touch it. Don't touch it's an stuff artifact, in a grave. Yeah, honestly, um, he remarks that she's been perfectly preserved even centuries later. She's got holes in her face, but I, other than that, she looks. Like Either that. way, red flag. You don't need to know. Just leave. Yeah. Just leave. Um, Kruvichan has cut himself on the broken glass of her coffin. The two doctors go back outside as blood drips on her face. When they get outside, the two find a woman who looks exactly like Asa holding two dogs. She claims that she was walking through the woods um, and heard a commotion. They apologize, explain the situation, and Andre remarks it's creepy in the courtyard. Um the girl, Katya, says that her father, King Vida, refuses to fix anything because he thinks that the whole place is cursed. Just then, the coachman says that the carriage is repaired and they can leave. Andre is smitten as fuck. He's like, 
immediately love at first sight. He's like she like, seems really sad. So I love her, her. sad yeah. eyes and her hot bod really got me got me going. Um so back in the coach, Andre tells Krubachan that um they're not gonna make it, and then Krubachan says that it's okay, they'll stay the night. There's good vodka in this town. Um and then Andre says he hopes to see the girl again. And then he realizes that he accidentally took the triptych from the tomb, and Krubachan says, Oh well, it's just a souvenir because everything that he sees is his, apparently. Exactly. Um we're back in the tomb, and we see the dead body of Asa in the coffin. Um, the young woman who looks exactly like Asa, Katya, plays the piano as a young man, Constantine, um, loads and cleans a rifle. And then in front of the fireplace is their father. Just, like, looking sad. Yeah. Who's, yeah, who's just, like, he's got a goatee, and he's sad. Um, the three hear a commotion outside, and he claims it's not wolves, it's something else. Um, Constantine says the painting... Has always had it. Oh, and then um, the father claims that the griffin in a portrait on the wall moved. And then Constantine says that the painting has always been had a weird effect on his sister. And then she says she's haunted by it. Um, The father sends the two to bed. And then a worker, Yvonne. I spelled it like Evan because I didn't know. But Yvonne brings a tray of tea. And tries to bid the father goodnight, but the father's like, no, wait, I want to talk crazy at you He's for like, a second. Let me tell you this thing you're most certainly hearing for the first time right now, even <laughs> though you've worked in this castle since you were born. Right. Um, he said, tonight is the feast of St. George and remarks that century Yvonne's like, ago, yeah, I served you the feast. Like, I work here. I, I was yeah. here for that. Don't yeah. worry. Um, he tells him that centuries ago there was a curse placed on this castle. Um. And then Yvonne's like, yeah, okay, whatever. She's like, I'm aware, yeah. Um, The haunting portrait is of Asa, and the other is of her lover, Javucic, which I'm going to stumble over every time I say it. Javi, you know? Yav, Yav. Um, A century ago, there was an earthquake, and Asa's coffin was split open. That night, Princess Marsha died suddenly on her 21st birthday. Yeah, like Marsha Brady. (laughs) Marsha. I don't know. That's how I wrote it. Uh, no, that's how the caption died, said it, like, essentially. Re- like, Marsha? Marsha, okay, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> um, and that his daughter, Katya, is also 21, and so he's afraid that she's also going to die. Um, Yvonne says that they should keep a cross on them at all times, and they will be safe from Satan. The dad go- goes to drink the tea and then sees the mask of Satan in the reflection of the I thought tea. that was so fun and, like, cool. Ooh, I was like, it was pretty cool. Um, good special effects for 1960. Yeah. Um, and then he vows that evil will not win. And then we're, I mean, I don't know. We don't Depends know. Depends on your, TBT, I, yeah. <laughs> Um, back at the tomb, some life starts to bubble up behind Asa's dead eyes. At the end, people are dancing and Andre is getting drunk. It's pretty cute. I Um, love Katya. (laughs) He says he should go to the castle and find the young princess. Um, Kruvachan is like, it's late, bro. You're drunk. Go to bed. We got to get up early. Um, the innkeeper forces her young daughter to go to the barn, which is right next to the old cemetery to milk the cow. The girl is scared, but she goes. I like to point out the cow has a name. We learn the cow's Doreen. name, and uh, we never learn the girl's name. So yeah, <laughs> but she's so sweet with that cow. Yeah, they have special cow time. 
So the girl also survives, so she's doing okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kruvachan has decided to take a midnight stroll through the woods to smoke his pipe. Back at the tomb, Asa can't move. It seems like she can't move. She's but just she like, can talk. blink, blink, blink. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she says, rise, Javutich, rise. Um, thunderclaps. And in the barn, Darina, the cow is being milked. Um, and then we see through this little hole in the barn that um, Javutich is rising from his ga- grave, still wearing. Extremely slowly. I mean, it's like. The ground this is the swells for like, like 30 uh-huh. seconds. Yeah. I see what's happening. Let's get on. <laughs> um, but he's still wearing his mask. He takes it off, stumbles out. And his face is hilarious. Like, I know it's not this actor's fault that he looks this way, but wow, the haircut. You look better with a mask on. All of yeah. it. I was like, this is just not your aesthetic. Yeah. You're not pulling off like medieval, uh, you know, satanic night with a little... Like hot night vibe. Yeah, yeah, like hot night isn't happening because your hair looks like Lord Farquaad's. Not unlike my own hair. <laughs> he wasn't doing the best. It's okay. We got a hot doctor to look at instead. Um, the father raises from his bed and he's scared. Uh, the fire surges and wind whistles through the room, knocking things over. Javucic is in the doorway and floats menacingly towards him. He raises the cross to Javutich, who retreats, and just then the kids and Ivan come rushing in, and they say he needs a doctor. Katya remembers the doctor she met in the woods and sends another worker, Boris, to find them at the inn. Um, Kruvachan is found in the woods, but not by Boris, but by Javutich, who pretends to be a worker, and and takes him in the carriage to the king. And this is where we get the great, like, whipping. He's the like, horses, his eyes whistling are wind. bulging out of his head. And he is, like, whipping. I mean, we'll have to, like, post a gif of it or something. I'm, yeah, we have to find hilarious. it. Because it's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, they ride through the woods in a Disney villain sort of way. Um, and then at the castle, Javutich leads Kruvachan down a weird winding path towards the tomb. Kruvachan is suspicious and hangs back. He reaches for a lantern, which breaks, and then a, a secret door opens. He goes inside, because why Why not just go back? I don't know. Um, Do you think Yavutich Loki has some, like, queer coding? Now maybe. that I'm thinking of it. I don't it? know. He's Asa's lover, though, so. Yeah, but Asa's just using him, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It just occurred to me. Because he's leading men to... Because he is, like, like entrapping men and leading them to their demise. And he's, like, so specifically made up and his hair is so specific. Like He's wearing, like, a fabulous cape. Very lovely cape. I was just, when you said Disney villain, I was like, oh, Disney villains are usually, like, queer-coded. Queer-coded, yeah. Yeah, and, like, Yavutich is kind of, like, throwing that vibe, too. But maybe I'm wrong. I'm also not queer, so who the fuck knows what I'm talking about. Right. We don't get a lot about... I don't. Oh, that you're saying that Kruvachan is queer coded, not Yavutich. No, I was saying Yavutich, but Kruvayan kind of has queer coding too. Because he's the only one who doesn't like. No, he does kiss Asa. He's like, what? Like, well, we'll get into it. Yeah, I mean, what? Who knows? <laughs> I don't. I definitely don't know. Um, so Kruvachan goes down into this tomb, and then he realizes it's the tomb that he was in earlier the, of the family. Vi- of the Vida family. It takes him a long time to figure it out. Like, he's like, oh, skulls, ah, tomb, ah, ah. Ah. Um, 
<laughs> and then he sees Asa in the coffin looking more alive and runs up the stairs to try to get out, but it's locked. The coffin starts to rumble and cracks open. Asa is exposed fully and says she's been waiting for him. She tells him to come look in her eyes and she needs just a few drops of his blood. She tells him to kiss her and her lips will transform him and he will be alive in death. He walks towards her for some reason and leans in and they have a weird kiss. I think that she hypnotizes him. I think she's yeah. a hypnotizer. I suppose, but I don't. You're not buying it? I'm not buying it. At the castle, I mean, men are weak. <laughs> At yeah. the castle. I'm watching Summer House on Bravo right now. I mean, guys, you don't have to fuck everything. Summer House. Is it House. even fun? Oh, yeah. It's like about, it's the whitest show on Bravo. It's about uh, this gaggle of like 20 and 30 somethings that work in New York and then they go to the Summer House like on the weekends to send it. It's good. It's good. I like it's it. Is it like frat, frat vibes? It's like fratty. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, super problematic, but that's Bravo for you. Oh, the dog came in. Aw, Hi, Frankie. Frankie. Hello. You can hear a little jingling. Jingling, collar. jingling. Here she is. Aw, Hello, cutie. baby. <laughs> um, so, we're back at the castle, and Andre goes to find... That's not where we are. Where um, are we? Uh, at the castle, the father is still terrified and moaning. Kruvachan, looking very unlike himself, comes into the room. The father is not convinced, but Kruvachan hypnotizes him to sleep. The kids tell the doctor what happened and show him the crotch. Cr- crotch? No, cross. <laughs> <laughs> Which affects him, but he holds it together. Javucic calls to Satan in the tomb to wake Asa, who was born to do Satan's bidding. Katya sends um, her brother to bed and Yvonne to quiet the dogs who keep barking because Satan's around. Yeah, trust your animals, people. They know. For real. They know too much in a scary way. Yeah, like Uh, sometimes maybe if it's not like totally ruining your life, you can ignore it. But in a situation like this, I would say if if the animals are confused and Satan is lurking. Look alive. Just look alive. Yeah. Uh, alone with her father and Kruvachan, uh, Katya holds the crucifix and prays. Kruvachan sends her to bed and says he can stay the night with her father to keep watch. Constantine finds, um, aww, Aww. crying girl. Are you whining? Hold on. Let me get her a treat. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. She'll be chomping for a while. Aww. Um, so the next morning... Constantine finds his father dead. Um, at the inn, Andre tries to find Kruvachan, but the owner tells him her daughter saw him go to the castle. Uh, Andre takes a horse to the castle and passes um, children washing in a stream. A shirt drifts downstream, and the kids run after it to find the body of Boris, Poor the Boris. worker who was sent. Yeah, who was sent to fetch Kruvachan la- that the night before. At the castle, Andre finds Constantine, who is pissed that Kruvachan left in the middle of the night, um, and his father died. I like his father has like burns on his face. It doesn't seem like he died of natural causes. So. Yeah, but either way, Kruvayan is suspicious. I would be pissed too. Like, what yeah, you do, I'd, bro? I'd be more like, um, let's get this murderer. Yeah, yeah. So Andre says something. 
serious must have happened for Kruvachan to leave, and um, he was not at the inn either. Constantine invites him to his father's room, and when inspecting him, Gor- or Andre sees he has a bite mark on the back of his neck, but it's more of like a gaping hole. Yeah, it was like no bite one knows mark what vampires suspicious. are. <laughs> yeah. Um, Katya sees this and faints. Andre carries her to her room, and he unbuttons her blouse so she can breathe. I don't know. And unclear. he notices mm-hmm. unclear. He notices like a bedazzled crucifix around her. <laughs> that does not look particularly real. Real, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, she comes to and holds his hand, and they have like a long, lingering look. And Con- Connie's just in the back, like, um, um, guys, this is a pro. Like, we have problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just then, the whole village rushes into the castle. They tell Yvonne that it looks like Boris. Um, was killed by Satan, and he now has a different face. Constantine and Andre come down to see what the commotion is. The town folks tell of Boris's death, and Andre beckons the innkeeper's daughter forward. He asks her what she saw last night, and she says it wasn't Boris driving the coach because she knows him well. Uh, the girl says, it's the man in the portrait, the portrait of Vin- Vinutich. Yeah, Vinutich. I get it, and then I forget it. Um <laughs> The man who was driving, he was the man who was driving the coach. Andre goes back to talk to the priest and tells him of all the weird instances. The priest seems fearful when um, Andre brings up the portrait of Vanutich, but it is, but he's tight-lipped about it and doesn't, um, he's not forthright with his yes, understanding priest, of Satan. I don't know. Priest knows something, and I feel like now is the time to divulge it, to be honest with right. you. Right. Um, people are dying. In the tomb, Venutich sends Kruvachan away to do Satan's bidding. At the castle, everyone is ready for bed. Andre finds the triptych, and Katya takes off her cru- crucifix necklace. Which, why would you take off your crucifix? Just, your father warned you already. Like, just keep it on. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't end up really saving her, so I don't know. Good point, the but it can't hurt. The is here or there. I don't really know. Yeah, it can't hurt. Um, just when she takes it off, she sees a hand coming out through the curtain. Uh, she runs and screams. Um, Connie and Andre go to check on her, but they don't believe that she saw a hand. And then Andre says she new? just needs a sedative. <sighs> and then when he goes back to his room, Kruvachan is there waiting for him. Kruvachan tells him to go away and not meddle and shit. And Andre's like, I was worried about you. I brought your luggage here. Where have you been? Um, he pulls out the triptych and says he was trying to translate it. Kruvachan sees this and runs from the room and hurts the family's dog somehow. I think um, that's... Who definitely don't look dead. They were like trying no. to get these dogs to lay down and they're, and they're like... like uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think they were supposed to have had their throats slit, but they were looking pretty healthy to me. Yeah. <laughs> they were just like sleeping. Um... <laughs> it was kind of cute though. They were big um, dogs. They were yeah, like Great Dane Doberman Pinchers. Yeah, I don't know. Don't um, at me. I don't know. We don't know. Uh, so Andre runs after him and finds the hurt puppies at at the king's funeral. Andre gives the priest the triptych and and the priest says he can try and help him translate it. Uh, Katya is sulking in the garden. And Andre goes to her to flirt. Um, he tells her to leave and she will be happy. They say some gooshy shit and then she collapses in his arms. She does a lot of collapsing in this movie. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I'm like, okay, yeah, she's faint and frail. I get it. Indeed. Um, this is in where it back- really heats up, if you know what I mean. We're in- <laughs> Uh, we're in Vida's there's a fire there's a fire we're in Vida's room and a candle lights a curtain on fire (laughs) and then Yvonne Yvonne pulls it down and discovers that Venutich's portrait's canvas has ripped and there's a secret hole behind it Um, Constantine crawls inside and then says that his father's last words were about the griffin moving in the portrait Andre and Constantine go behind the fireplace to the secret room and Yvonne stays behind to keep watch there's um they go into this like secret room and then they find a painting of asa but she's naked oh yeah yeah. they move the painting and find another secret passageway that leads to the tomb end up in the tomb again is there anywhere else in the castle they're always in they only had three sets i know yeah um so back in the room, someone attacks Yvonne. Andre and Connie find Asa out and in the open, and she's breathing now. Constantine runs one way back through the castle, and Andre runs the other way to go find the priest. Uh, Connie is stuck between the fireplace and Asa's naked portrait. Venutich appears, and Connie falls to, through a trapdoor in the floor. Uh, the priest and Andre find a freshly dug grave. <gasps> oh, I love the trapdoor. Hilarious. Oh, man. Uh, where I just leads to a like a hole, but somehow Apparently, Constantine is able to climb. We'll get to it. We'll I guess. get there. Um, yeah. Hey, Frankie, want to calm the fuck down, Aww, please? Girl, come here. What's the matter? So, is she can't is she trapped in there with you? Or no, she just she's just walking. All right, I'm gonna Aww. put her in her crate. One sec. Hopefully, we have good behavior now. I I believe in her. I kind of do, too. Kind of. She's a dog. They can't help it. Yeah. Um, So. Oh, the priest and Andre find a freshly dug grave and a mask of Satan in the cemetery. They dig up the grave and find the body of Krubachan. Andre says he just saw him yesterday and he was alive. And the priest says it was trick by Satan, who uses the dead. Um, The priest frees Krubachan's soul by piercing his left eye and says they must stop the witch from possessing Katya's body. Uh, the priest is going to free Boris the soul by piercing his left eye, and Andre goes to do the same to the witch. Katya can't find anyone in the castle, and she's running and screaming around. Um, she finds Yvonne hanging and then calls for Constantine and Andre. She runs to her father's body and begs for his help. He wakes up, and she screams uh, and faints. And then Venutich comes in and throws um, King Vaja's body in the fireplace because he wasn't possessed by Satan. He was just alive again. I don't know exactly. I don't know what the parameters the situation. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Venutich picks up I Katya. I thought the like, melting face effects were pretty it was, good. It was well done. Yeah, it was pretty creepy. Um, Andre runs to the castle but can't get in, so he climbs a wall and, like, bust through a window <gasps> like i don't know how he could never climb that wall it's i was like you could high. probably get in through the crypt since apparently it it's open like eight different parts business. of the castle yeah <clears throat> um Venutich sets katya next to asa's body but hears andre running around calling for her and so he runs up asa starts to drain katya of her youth and katya starts to turn like wrinkled she gets some makeup i on love her. the makeup it was so good um, Andre run, runs into Venutich and they struggle. 
Um, Asa is fully awake now and telling Katya she was born to give her her life, and that's why Katya was always afraid of the portrait. She says um, that she and that Katya and Andre could have been happy together, but now it's Asa's turn. Vinny just tries Which, like, to throw. Which, like, weird flex. Who cares, you know? I guess, yeah. Like, these people who have known each other for max... Ten minutes. Thirty hours, yeah. yeah. Um, so Vinicic is trying to throw Andre into the same hole that Connie fell down. It's his all-purpose Con- hole. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's where the bodies go. But Connie has been able to climb up uh, out of this hole, and he drags Vinicic down. Um and then Andre pulls uh, Connie up from death, and he says, don't worry about him. Go get Katya. So Andre runs to the tomb, but Asa tricks him into thinking that she is Katya because she looks young and healthy again. Um, he goes to strike Katya in the left eye, but sees the crucifix around her neck and stops. He pulls it off and presses it to her forehead. When it doesn't burn, he knows that um, he's been tricked. He pulls Asa's robe open and then sees her like decaying skeleton it underneath. It was hilarious, yeah. Was like, oh. It's like, clearly not, but it was pretty cute. Um, she tries to hypnotize Andre, but just then the town folk run in. They chase her out of the tomb with burning uh, torches and probably pitchforks. I wasn't paying attention. Andre mourns the love of his life that he's known for one day. Um, and then he laments to the priest that Asa will die with Katya's beauty because that's the most important thing. Annoying. As Asa burns, Katya starts to come back to life and gets young and hot again. Uh, Andre and Katya kiss as Asa burns to death and the townsfolk cheer. I'll tell you and what. And that's where I stopped watching. But apparently there was more voiceover. I didn't need the smooch. I th- I Maybe I'm wrong about the yeah. voiceover. But we're all just trying to survive, you know? I don't. It doesn't matter. I didn't write it down. It didn't happen, right? Right. Uh, so where to begin? Where to begin? Where to begin? See, like, it was, it was like a fun, cute movie, but... Uh, like, the women weren't anything interesting to me. And the only, like, interesting dude was the young, hot doctor. Hot doctor with a perm. So <laughs> we'll start with gothic horror. So this is a movie in the tradition of Italian gothic, which is uh, usually reliant on decay, death, and morbidity. So check, check, check. Um <laughs> But this is basically the movie that started the, like, golden age of Italian horror in 1960. And I'd like to acknowledge a, an article that I read that was absolutely offensive but useful uh, called The Dark Queen by Alan Upchurch. And he essentially categorizes um, sexism and ableism as foundational in Italian horror without understanding that he's talking about sexism and ableism. (laughs) (laughs) Because he says the power of Italian cinema, Italian horror, is that it derives an exquisite surface from a submerged moral ugliness. So that's like the baseline that we're dealing with, with this guy, essentially. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, essentially his argument is that Italian cinema, Italian horror particularly, hinge on contrasting sex with sadism, innocence Mm -hmm. with corruption, and physical beauty with, quote, repulsive disfigurement, which, of course, this movie accomplishes. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so it's pretty upsetting that, like, 
this wayfish beauty that Barbara Steele possesses is exploited and turned into this like ableist, sexist, exploitative foundation for Italian horror that is really renowned. Like Italian horror is exceptional and are important genre markers. And many uh, actresses and actors, I should use the gender neutral actor, found careers in like the Italian scream queen scene when the U.S. sort of rejected them. But I have an argument that these actresses, particularly these like young females, are being exploited by directors they don't even speak the same language as. Oh yeah, I mean, like, but act, but like, female actresses are exploited by American directors now and producers now, and have always been. Like, it's like, but I think the, the unique casting- thing about horror and Italian horror in particular is uh, that they're trying to I mean this happens like this is the same thing that happened to Shelley Duvall with The Shining right they create Mm. these like tense situations that the actors have to react to until they literally emotionally destroy them so Barbara Steele who plays Katya slash Asa uh, was so young. It was like her first movie in Italy after like a fairly tepid career in the U.S. She didn't speak Italian or understand Italian. So I think she was just reading a script, not like exactly knowing what she was saying. She wasn't allowed to see the script ahead of time and she was never allowed to see the dailies. So basically she was just being like abused by Mario Bava for like the sake of the like emotional aesthetic that you see appear on screen. Like mm-hmm. I think her performance is really good and really charged, but like especially considering she was like just dis- they like destroyed her. Is she still alive? She's still alive. Now she is a producer working sort of behind the screen. Well, I hope she's okay. I feel like it's like a too common a story that like, but yeah, it's like particular to Italian horror, I guess, that like these women aren't even like fully aware of what's happening to them. Right. And they've had like a completely different country. They've experienced, like, rejection in the American cinema world. Like, Barbara Steele had a pretty tepid career, so she moves to Italy to become a scream queen. And then Mario Bava is essentially credited with discovering her because she has this sort of, like, exotic duality that he talks about. And the way that Upchurch, this, like, piece of shit, categorizes it is she has the fragility of a defenseless animal and the fierceness of a beast of prey. So her basically she's lauded in the horror cult for her beauty and like the way she looks and how she has this sort of like these strong features that convey both these things, this duality, but she is pigeonholed into taking dual roles in horror films and she becomes a cult figure basically against her will Uh, And she says basically she has become a cult figure of an archetypal creature that she has no, like, self in. Uh, And that's really fucking shitty. So I just want to say justice for Barbara Steele because she was really good in this movie. And she was extremely compelling. uh, And she was just, like, her performance is basically uh, boiled down to her aesthetic attractiveness uh, and her ability to still be beautiful while appearing ugly. So that's fine. I mean, you can see it in the way that, like, she doesn't get very many lines. Like, a lot of her shots are just long shots of her face or, and like, her fainting. body or, yeah, fainting. She's or relying screaming. on Andre. This entire movie essentially hinges on Katya's trauma. She is a yeah. romantic object. She, her whole family and, like, everybody she knows dies. 
Uh, and then the center of the sort of climax of the movie is Andre <laughs> experiencing grief over her losing her beauty, right? Yeah, he's not concerned really about like that she was like a young woman who didn't get anything and who has lost her father and her brother and had a traumatic experience where a, a vampire tried to take over her body. He's just like, now Asa's gonna die with Katya's beauty. beauty. Like, who, like, stop. Like, well, that's not a it's thing. Yeah, garbage. I don't know. And then, like, she, so... Connie probably died, right? He was, like, in the bottom of this hole and had to crawl his way up. He's and then just, like, bleeding out the, while Andre, yeah. a doctor, cries. Like, you, mm-hmm. the situation has now been, uh, like, handled. You know, Asa's getting burned at the stake by these townspeople. Can you go check on the bleeding man? Yeah. And and he his only concern is for his sister, but now Katya's fine. Like she's either dead or alive. But what does Andre do? He goes immediately to kiss her. Like Katya has experienced trauma, just awoke from the dead. Her brother is laying dying, and you're kissing her. Like yeah. it doesn't like what it did not no. seem consensual. And that's where like the Disney elements come in for me. Is like it feels very surface level. Is like. Everything is about beauty, and Satan is bad, and Christ is good. The end. The end. Christ beats all. Yeah, it just it feels a little uh, like yeah. very binary good and evil. Its complexity is more in its like uh, aesthetic value, and it's right. um, like framing of the scenes and the sort of like hallmarks of the genre that last you know till now. But yeah, the story is really binary because I think there are so many elements of it that have been explored later in cinema, but there just wasn't really like language or desire to sort of explore these things. For example, like we get two doctors, right? So and then we get them facing this sort of like mystical otherworldly power. Like there is probably something to be said about like the power of science versus superstition, but that avenue is never explored it seems like incidental that they're doctors right Andre does say one line to the priest that's like I'm a doctor and I believe in science but I'm compelled by the and then he's completely like forgets about being a doctor because he's not concerned about healing anyone and then just goes to this like bleeding crying mess that's concerned about fucking a almost dead girl yeah a lot of crying yeah a lot of concern about getting his dick wet, for sure. And then it's there's also, like, also this, like, interesting through line of Asa, Marsha, and Katya all experiencing this sort of, like, generational trauma at the hands of the patriarchy that is super interesting, but is left completely untapped in favor of just characterizing Asa and her motivations as purely evil and Katya and Marsha's motivations as purely good because of their, like, chastity, you know, belief in Christ, all of this stuff. But it's, like, kind of, like, a cool setup, this, you know, like, generational feeding on trauma from, like, when Asa is murdered and, like, becomes a traitor to her house. Whatever. I don't know. Is that even cogent? What are we talking about? Yes, that was... I, yeah, it is an interesting thought that, like, Asa has probably handed down her exact looks to two other women, and one of them perished, and the other one gets to live a life that she wasn't very happy with her family. Like, she felt trapped, and, like, she was, like, fading away into nothingness because she was yeah. so bored. And, like, what are so Asa's motivations? To... Like, 
Revenge. She is right, but like I'm talking about like her initial motivations when oh. she like becomes involved with Yavutich and like supposedly like betrays her family. Like, what? Why is there no like exploration about what motivates Asa to do everything that she did in this movie? It just feels hollow. Right. She's just she's she's bad. She's a she's fuck some guy, so she bad, and she loves Satan, so she bad. Um, she really loves Satan. It's like good for her. I don't, I don't love anything that much. <laughs> I yeah, I'm too tired to love anything that much. Seriously, I also think like the old young binary of this is like the two doctors we get. One is young and hot, and one is old. And the old one pretty gets much everyone old by dies. the witch. Yeah, <laughs> everyone old dies. It's. Uh, the old doctor gets seduced by Satan and then turned into like a minion. And then the young hot doctor escapes the same fate because he's quicker. And then he gets to go on and fuck a girl that he wants to fuck. And so, meanwhile, Boris and Yvonne have essentially like no agency. They are bound yeah. to this royal family that's essentially like cursed from the start. And they have no agency in, like, living productive, fruitful lives outside of the job that they do. So in that way, it's very classist because they die for their shitty jobs. They die while working. And they – and Yvonne especially is, like, very concerned for – Why didn't you just leave, man? For the king? Yeah. He's, like, brings him tea and he's, like, just chill. He's the one who tells him about the crucifix – which I would think that help. Vida would already know about the crucifix. Like you've been dealing with but this Vida's presumably your whole life, you know. Um, and then Yvonne, yeah, is like killed because he's been told to hang back by Andre, who's like taken over the castle and is ordering around these people. Like, yeah, you, you don't, don't even live, live here, here, bro. Like, right. get the fuck out. Yeah, Yvonne has like, lived okay. here since he was a literal infant. Like, you don't know shit. Right, and so he like dooms him to die at the hands of. Minutich. And then poor Boris doesn't even like we don't even know his name until after he's dead. Sweet and Boris. Then, yeah. And then we like he like his soul is saved, hopefully, by the priest, but like he dies in a river and and the kids of the town have to find him and like basically the townsfolk, the poor people, have to save the day because the people who are in this castle are dumb idiots and can't like wrangle this vampire witch up, so they have to do they it. They handled they it pretty handily, yeah. With almost yeah, they no were trouble. on it, mm-hmm. yeah. And then they were cheering at the end, but like, meanwhile, like, it took Andre to do... like fifteen minutes to realize that the lady that he is trying to smooch is not the lady he's trying to like, murder. <gasps> A crucifix. Wait. How can this be? (laughs) Like, what? Get uh, get it together. I thought you were a doctor. I don't know. I also think there is an element of xenophobia and the cultural other because uh, obviously this is something, this is like a piece of media that Bava admired because it's based on the novella V uh, by Nikolai Gogol, who is a Ukrainian author. Uh, but it's loosely based on that short story or novella, and I feel like it brings a lot more, like, fear-mongering and establishment of, like, Eastern Europe as a cultural other, because obviously this has its roots in Italian cinema. Uh, so, but the names. But the names are, I guess, Moldavian? I, is that a country or a city? Should we know that? 
I think it's a city. But yeah, like Katya, Andre, Gorobek, Kruvachan, like these are all like Eastern European sounding names. Uh, okay, so this is current day Moldova, which I know from 90 Day Fiance, because one of the fiancés is from Moldova. <laughs> and I guess it was uh, formerly the Principality of Moldavia. Hmm. Okay, all right. Okay, I'm, I am gotta know. It's perfectly clear. Enough. It's perfectly... Geographically, I'm still not sure, but we're somewhere. eastern, like... Eastern. Near Russia. That We're not a geography podcast, okay? No. I we would I don't have a good sense of direction. I I'm cannot constantly lost. Certainly can't even pick out the fifty states on a map. Uh, we used to have this game when I was like, oh my god, what's leapfrog? Do you remember that? Oh like, yeah, that was supposed to like they, make you a smarter child. We had this book that like had like games in it, and one of them was you had to name all the states and the capitals of the states and it was like a song and we all used to play it like as a family in like a weird way i don't know how this happened i've forgotten it completely but that's what the 50 states do you know them still no probably not i don't know that i've ever tried but no and then you always think it's like the major city that you know from that state but then it's like this other weird place that you've never been to like what is springfield illinois okay tell me there's a lot no one knows (laughs) And not Chicago. Yeah. If you live in Springfield, Illinois, I'm sorry. But also, what are you doing? (laughs) Chicago is like one of those places like St. Louis where you're like, where is it again? Like, I know it's a major city, but like, it's just like Chicago. It's in the middle. I don't know where it is. Yeah, it's over there. It's like St. Louis is like down there. Also... Michigan, like, what are you doing, Michigan? Part of you is, like, in one place. Part of you is in another place and on the other side of some lake. It's it's a mitten. What is it? What's happening? It's basically Canada. Also, never forget we're on stolen land, and these are arbitrary boundaries drawn by white supremacists. Yeah. I I say we just... uh... We just like maybe draw new territories and Abolition. let some people do whatever they want and let other people, you know, I don't know. <sighs> Everything is exhausting. I'm exhausted. It sure is. Yeah. It's a middle of the week. I feel like I'm barely clinging to sanity, but at least we have a beautiful Italian horror film that just hinges completely on like destroying women emotionally. Right. And, and physically. how beautiful they are. And physically. Yeah, and also I, not subtle that the vampiric magic or witch witchery, witchcraft is categorized as female. Like Yavutich is basically just coded as like a goon that's doing Asa's bidding, and I'm like, what? He's an equal partner in this. What's going on? Like, wasn't he bears she seduced by him? Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. know. But then he's like, all he's only concerned with her getting her youth back. But what about him? Why isn't he trying to possess the body of Andre? Yeah, my he's, the man like, still has holes in his face. Right. And it's like cobwebs in his ears. Somehow this movie is like marginalizing white men in favor of. (laughs) I mean, I'm okay with that. With Asa's in favor of Asa's vengeance. And I am pro Asa, but I just want to know why she's so pissed. Like, I want more from Asa as a character. Maybe it's she had the same fate as Katya's. Like, her family is boring and terrible and she needed a way out. And that way out was Satan and fucking Venutich and then well, she's yeah. like oh shit I got caught 
I guess I'll just blow the whole thing up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And now I'm pissed at them for catching me. All right. I'll get that's that's our backstory uh, for Asa as written by Abby and Rebecca. Apparently in an original in the original Italian version, uh, which we'll never see because it doesn't exist on U.S. shores. um, (laughs) Yavutich and Asa are sister and brother. So it's like incest. So Griabi is he sentenced both of them to death? Yeah, he's also their brother. That makes more sense mm-hmm. the way that it plays out. Yeah, because but of course because Asa is female, she has to bear the brunt of this like familial betrayal or whatever. Right. Yeah. Then why isn't Yavutich trying to possess the body of Constantine? That if, like, is... or why isn't Constantine look exactly like Yavutich then? Right. I don't know. But I love the guy's face that did get cast. Should we read off some more trivia? Um, Let's hear it. So this is actually the only only the third horror film produced in Italy in the sound era because Mussolini banned the horror genre during his dictatorship. Wow. Can you believe it? Dictators. Gotta love them. We gotta love them. Yes. uh, Let's see. Okay, I didn't read the trivia ahead. <laughs> We're learning this together, guys. It's a journey. Um, this is Mario Bava's directorial debut. Did you know that? I didn't know he that. Did, he also reused some of these sets in later films, which is kind of cool. What other movies did he do? So he Anything did... Anything good? Kill Baby Kill, which is a, another... Sounds Italian horror. Uh, Carpathian Village is haunted by the ghost of a murderous little girl, of course, prompting a coroner and medical student to uncover her secrets. He loves doctors. He does love doctors. He wanted Nasty. to be a doctor, maybe. Come on, Mario. Yeah, so this film was pretty much canned in Italy, maybe because of the incest, but um, it did become, you know, like a huge influence on the later Giallo films, like the Italian yellow right. horror flicks. Suspiria is way better. Suspiria is way juicier, but I guess if you think about it, you can see some, like, through lines in the way that um, Suspiria's plot unfolds and how... Lots set, of up-close Yeah, the, the sets and the shots, exactly. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm out of shit to say. What do you think? I don't... I kind of have to pee, so I'm, that's where my brain is now. Should we call it? I... Yeah, it was fun. It was, like, a fun movie. I It definitely has a lot of influence on America and American and from what very, very, very little I know, Italian cinema, so... We got to keep going with Italian cinema because it's always fun and I learn a lot. Uh, I thought I had done such beefy research, but I just like blew my load immediately on my uh, Barbara. My my Barbara Steele facts. I'm like so all about Barbara Steele right now. I mean, she seems pretty great. It sucks. Like basically Mario Bava is like credited with discovering her and making her a scream queen. She becomes this like cult object based not at all on her prowess as an actor, but essentially just on her like very unique like facial features. And then she just gets like pigeonholed into only doing horror movies forever until she's finally like, well, I guess I'll just not do acting anymore. I also don't like... It feels like a very colonial thought to be like, a man 
discovered a woman. Discovered, like, she discovered yeah. herself. She knows like, who she, she was, is. She went out to be an actor. You didn't discover shit. Like, she knew she wanted to act. So get over yourself. Yes. She discovered you, bitch. Like, what? And no. apparently she was, no, like, notoriously difficult on the set of uh, Black Sunday. But I'm like, is she difficult or is she, like, I don't get the scripts ahead Regular. of time. I don't yeah. see the dailies. I don't speak the language. And she apparently was afraid that Baba was going to make her do a nude scene without her knowledge because she didn't see the scripts ahead of time. He got pretty close. He was unbuttoning a lot of her I know. I feel like I saw like a boob jiggle to the point where I was like, how close, how how far are we taking this? Right. And they had a nude painting of her. But then she's characterized as being difficult to work with when she's like, am I literally going to be like coerced into doing a nude scene that I didn't consent to? She's probably, yeah, just like, uh, can you tell me more information that the about the movie I'm starring in, please? So like, apparently I'm a person. She, I'm a human person with agency. Apparently she would show up late to set because she was just scared. Like, she was afraid she didn't speak the language. Like, she couldn't communicate and no one would tell her what was going on. And they didn't, nobody on the set saw any of the dailies until the movie was completely, like, made. And they were screening it. Which is kind of cool because it's like a cool surprise, but not if you're exploiting the labor of women right? or people of color, but there are no people of color in this movie. Yeah, there's, I mean, just like in Suspiria, there's only white people on Italy, according to this movie. According to movies, yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right, so we're going to take off because Rebecca's going to pee her pants. Next week, we're going way, way back to the 90s and talking about the faculty. That was my pick. Surprised anyone? No. And then uh, we're doing for our April bonus episode, Urban Legend, because my good friend Jocelyn, who is also our Patreon patron, did my taxes. So she got to choose and she made a very wise decision. So if you want to hear um, one of my favorite movies, Urban Legend, so you good. subscribe. Yeah, this is a serious. This is is big for us. So find us at spooky succubus underscore cast on Instagram. Uh, We should probably start a Twitter. We do have a TikTok. Just you know, not funny enough for Twitter. We're tired. We're old, crotchety women. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see you next week for the the faculty. All right. Yeah. Um, Wait. We have to fuck things. Fuck Mario Bava. Kind of fuck Mario Bava. Good director, exploitative of women, uh, and probably yeah. like exploitative of labor. I don't know. I have no proof of that, but uh, I'm assuming he's not a friend <laughs> to labor unions. I'm just making right. this up. Uh, yeah, fuck colonialism. Fuck, fuck exploitation classism. of women for their bodies. Uh, and fuck each other in a nice way. In a nice way. And fuck me because I'm tired of shit. I just want to take a yeah. nap. Fuck capitalism, as always. Always. Yeah. Fuck not having universal health care. What? We are living in a waking nightmare in an exploitative system that is destroying our health and wellness. Uh, And we're occupying stolen land and just like casually decimating it. So never forget that. Keep your brains active and keep your sexy parts more active. That's my new tagline. (laughs) All right, we'll talk to y'all next week. We love you. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.